Princess Sally. I'm a certified health coach and I help people make peace with food and make peace with their body and step into their power and their bigness and become the most confident version of themselves. I support people in being unapologetic in who they are and in the pursuit of what it is they want to create in this life. And I love this work. I'm really grateful for it. Thank you for being here with me today. I apologize that this podcast is coming out a day late. I totally just did not get to recording a podcast to go out on Wednesdays, which is typically my day. And so it's a day late. Hopefully it's NBD and you're cool. Now, just before we dive in, please just bear with my like breathing during this episode. As you may or may not know, if you've been watching the news, lots of California is on fire right now and it is really sad and it is really scary and it's very close to my house. So the air quality has been not great and so my asthma has been acting up. I've actually been having, there it goes, having a hard time breathing. So I've bought like an air filter and an air cleaner and it's been helping me but um, I don't have an inhaler right now and so I've just been breathing heavy. So just bear with me. If you think my breathing's like annoying during this episode, please grant me some grace and compassion and please pray for rain. I'm going to do a rain dance when I'm done recording this podcast. Maybe I'll put it on Instagram stories. Okay, so I want to talk about how dieting can be a distraction. So as the title of this podcast states, is dieting a distraction? I want to explore this as a possibility for you in your life and in your relationship with food. So this is a topic that a lot of us often shy away from. It's a topic that we don't always really want to acknowledge or face. And truthfully, I have come to believe That dieting is a distraction. It's a way to disassociate. It's a security blanket, a comfort zone, a coping mechanism. Typically, we want to just think that food is our problem. And if we just fix the food and get the food right, then everything will be fine. But you've likely heard people say that it has nothing to do with the food, that it isn't about the food. And that is kind of what I want to talk about today. Not kind of. That's what we're talking about today. Now, we might shy away from this work or from this perspective for any number of reasons, including that we might be completely unaware that dieting is a tool we are using as a distraction. You might be like, like a distraction from what? I just want to lose weight. Or like, no, I'm addicted to food. Sugar is like addicting and calling my name. Or you might be unaware that there are uncomfortable emotions being numbed or stuffed down or avoided through food restriction and body hatred. Or you might be aware, but you're not ready to face them or deal with them. Or you might be aware, but not have the tools or be equipped to work through the more complicated stuff. And so fixating on food and using it to cope is how you are just getting through the day. Even if the struggle with food It's creating a whole slew of other problems. We all know that when we're struggling with food, it has a lot of side effects. It costs us a lot in our life. 
It's possible that these problems seem easier than the other more complicated, messy, painful stuff. And so for any number of reasons, we stay on the surface. We stay with the food. We stay with the body hatred. What I mean is weight and food restriction, aka dieting, you know, or emotional eating or binge eating, essentially side effects of dieting. Emotional eating and binge eating are side effects of dieting allow us, those things allow us to get extremely wrapped up in every bite of food, in every calorie or carb or macro. It creates a prominent cycle of internal drama that allows us as the dieter or disordered eater to maintain a surface level or micro level distraction that ends up feeling like an emergency we must attend to. Is that making sense? Is that landing? Essentially, we lean into dieting and controlling our food becomes this emergency that we feel like we have to solve and tend to. Therefore, it becomes a distraction, a way to disassociate from the more messy, complicated, painful emotions, situations that we might face in life. What happens is food has the power to make or break you. What you eat or don't eat makes you feel good or bad. Or the changes on the scale have the ability to literally dictate and define your entire day, your month, your overall worth, and impact the quality of your life and your happiness. Now the desire for this drama is a way to not actually have to feel or deal with harder things like rejection, sadness, loneliness, grief, fear of the unknown, fear of the future, fear of failure etc, 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 insert here. Feelings of inadequacy, whatever they are. It's a way to cope with the hard stuff. It's a way to survive, right? Like we don't know how to deal with that stuff. It's so painful. It's so heavy. It's so deep. It's so traumatic. And we actually turn to the food and the weight control as a way to get through the day, to cope. It, it, it distracts us from that painful shit. Now this isn't to like shame you or call you out or anything like that, but to simply support you in cultivating awareness because with this awareness, we can do some honest, real work. We can do some life-changing work. And part of the reason that I can speak to this, by the way, is because, um, hi, I went through this. This was me. Oh man, my relationship with food and hating my body was literally just a, just like a physical manifestation of all of the inner turmoil that was going on within me because of trauma that I had experienced in life. So I am sharing about this from like literally personal experience. So what this might look like in your life is when you are going through big transitions, like you're moving, you're going away to college, you're in college, you're at a new job or shifting jobs, or you're going through a divorce, or your parents are going through a divorce, or you're feeling unstable and out of control in any capacity, we turn to counting calories, carbs, and macros to create a sense of order and control in our lives. Or you might be going through a breakup with a romantic partner, or you're dealing with a falling out with a best friend or some other type of disappointment. And instead of confronting that stuff, we sort of check out by throwing ourselves into an intense workout regime or like starting Whole30 or starting a new diet. Perhaps you have experienced some serious trauma, like sexual assault or the death of a loved one even. And so we become fixated on food or we, you know, we get wrapped up in binge eating as a way to cope and check out and numb, as a way to not feel those really 
confronting, scary feelings of grief, of fear, of neglect. Now, a client of mine whom I've been working with for a while recently shared how this past year has been the most challenging year of her life. She's been dealing with more anxiety, more stress, and more depression than she remembers in the past. She's really been going through the ringer. And she's currently in Food, Body, Soul. And on one of our group calls, she had the most powerful, insightful realization. And that is that the reason why this year has been so difficult for her is because she's no longer restricting and binge eating. So all of the uncomfortable emotions that she was avoiding and disassociating from through the food came to the surface. And she had two options, face herself and work through everything that was coming up until she got to the other side, or resort back to restriction, dieting, and binge eating as a way to cope, numb, and distract, just like she had done in the past. And I'm happy to report that she is in the process of doing the inner work. She's sitting with the uncomfortable emotions and working through them. She's processing them. She's confronting them. She's dealing with them. And it has been such an honor and a privilege to witness her transformation, to hold space for her while she works through them. And honestly, it was her recent epiphany that inspired me to record this podcast because when I started working on my relationship with food, I actually took a deep, deep dive into personal development work. And it's actually the personal development work that really led to my recovery. It not only helped me heal my relationship with food, but the personal development work helped me heal my relationship with myself and with my life. I faced the shit just like my one client that I'm sharing with you faced her shit. Now, I want to talk a little bit about how this can happen with bad body image or hating our body. So we can turn to hating our body or making our weight the problem because we're trained into that from our culture, right? So it's not an accident that so many people fall into this. It's not, it's not like it's happening in a vacuum. It is happening as a result of a culture fixated on weight. Now, because like dieting and body shame is so normalized in our culture, we don't really realize that we engage in these behaviors at a way, as a way to comfort ourselves and a way to cope. We kind of just think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, but they become coping mechanisms. So life is chaotic and messy and painful. So instead of dealing with our emotional discomfort, we distract ourselves by hating our body. Everything that is wrong with our body, be it like our cellulite or our big thighs or our stretch marks or like our belly rolls become a metaphor for everything that is wrong and uncomfortable in our life. So negative body image thoughts are often a displacement of other thoughts and feelings. And instead of thinking and feeling those things, we just attack our body. We zero in on parts of our body that we hate and we make that the representation of these deeper uncomfortable emotions. It can, you know, what our flaws about our body become a representation of the flaws in our life or the flaws we see with ourselves in other areas. And we may be aware that we're doing this or not, but essentially our body becomes a scapegoat for more, for more uncomfortable, difficult emotions and situations. And this, again, leads to the preoccupation with food and weight. 
So for example, we might be having a really bad body image day and we're hating our body and we thinking our body is the problem and if we were just thin, we'd feel okay when really life is chaotic and perhaps we're just stressed about school or test or we're afraid that the guy that we like won't like us back or the girl that we like won't like us back or we're, we're afraid of a work presentation or like a work deadline or something with work and we don't actually fully aware we're not fully aware that that's actually what we're stressed out about what happens is we just make our body the problem and we zero in and we're like I'm fat today I feel fat today and since fat is not a feeling (laughs) it's not a feeling right we want to learn to articulate what it is that we're actually feeling so that we can like powerfully deal with our life in effective ways. We need to start to learn to articulate what it is we're really dealing with so that we can stop distracting ourselves with food and our body. And because life is messy and painful and complicated and largely out of our control, we try to control our feelings and essentially we try to control our life and our destiny by controlling our bodies because we've been trained to believe that being thin and having the perfect body will make everything better. We've literally been trained into this because of our culture. You know, we've been trained to believe that thinness will solve all of our problems, which we all know intellectually is not true. Like on the surface, we get it, right? Thinness won't save you. But in our hearts and on a deep emotional level, we might still be operating from and acting out that pattern and that paradigm because the programming is so deep. Like we've been surrounded by those messages for literally fucking ever. So we get wrapped up in the drama of food and weight to soothe ourselves, which is why dieting is addicting. I mean, I'd even go on to argue that those of you who feel like or believe you are food addicts are not actually addicted to food itself, but rather addicted to dieting and the various forms it takes. So that's a side note, but it's easier to think that food and weight are the problem when we live in a culture that is incredibly fat phobic, you know? It's easy to think that food and weight are the reasons why our life isn't the way that we want it to be because we're sold this lie that if we're thin, we'll have everything we want. So we think that being thin will save us from all of the uncomfortable shit. We think that it will just lead to having a perfect life. We think that being thin will protect us from these things. So we numb out with dieting and planning out ways we are going to lose weight. Like we actually get a thrill. We get exhilarated thinking about and planning out our next diet. We like get excited about it. It's like the thrill of thinking about how we're going to do X, Y, and Z and we're going to lose weight. And then like boom, our lives are going to be all different. And what ends up happening is it doesn't work out that way for us, but that doesn't stop us from continuing to try because we're literally sold this lie that like anyone should be able to lose weight and control their bodies. But like if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that's not true. Anyways. Dieting gives us a false sense of control over our lives. We've been trained to believe that if I get thin, all of the men will like me and I'll be desirable and I'll like get married and la-di-da-di-da. Or if I get thin, then like all of the women will be jealous of me or like I'll be really well liked and popular. Or if I get thin, then everyone will take me seriously and they'll know that I'm like hardworking and dedicated and I'll get promoted and make lots of money and blah, 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 blah. If I get thin, everything will be great. Like that's what we've been trained into. And so instead of dealing with the really uncomfortable, painful things going on in our life we try to solve our problems through dieting 
And again, we're trained into this. So I'm not blaming you by any means. I'm not trying to like call you out. I'm simply wanting to support you in building awareness around what is going on. That dieting and trying to lose weight is a defense mechanism. It's a coping mechanism that we've been programmed into pretty much since birth. And it's why we engage in dieting in such high numbers. It's why the diet industry is a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar industry. So, you might be wondering, well, now what? Shit, Kara. Shit. Now what? <laughs> okay. So, ask yourself, what are the other functions your obsession with food and weight, aka dieting, is serving? What are you trying to get out of dieting, of restricting your food? Are you trying to get attention? Are you trying to punish people? Are you trying to find love? Are you trying to be accepted? Et cetera, et cetera. What is the other functions it is serving? What are you really numbing out? What are the other emotions that you're trying to avoid feeling or dealing with? And equally important, what areas of your life are you missing out on because of this? Dieting is an unhealthy, unhelpful, unhelpful in the long run. It works in the short term coping mechanism. It creates just as many problems as it theoretically helps us heal from or helps us escape from. It ultimately costs us so much in our lives. So the question is, are you ready and willing to look for other more compassionate and effective ways to process and deal with the pain and discomfort in life? I know it's scary. I know it's confronting. But what I want you to know is that the freedom and peace you are seeking through dieting, food control, and weight control is available to you without removing sugar from your life, without becoming a size two or whatever it is you're striving after. It's available to you through other avenues, more effective, compassionate, self-loving, enriching ways. All right. I think that's all I got to say. What I... My, I guess my last final thoughts are, is if you're resonating with this message, if you're getting like, whoa, yeah, there's a lot more going on here. There's more at play. Or perhaps you've noticed that you've been working on your relationship with food and you're not fully healed yet. You've been doing a lot of the work on your own and you're feeling kind of stuck where you're at. It's possible that this is partly why. So if you want help, please reach out to me. Please reach out to me to learn about coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching. I'm going to be relaunching Food Body Soul later this year. And if you're interested in Food Body Soul, please reach out to me and DM me. I would love to support you and help you through this because this work is life-changing. And I invite you all to lean into it. Don't shy away. Lean in. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Love Your Bod Pod. And I will see you guys all soon. Hopefully, probably next week on time. But hey, anything is possible. Okay. I love you all so much. Bye.